Good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is April 8th, 2021, and it is week 114. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Midst of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out to hear what thus says the Lord. As you can see from the title, we'll be talking about fortune telling. <laughs> I've been seeing this a lot on social media and even people scamming i've seen it a lot in my email <laughs> it, it's in the spam folder i go and see there i have like 10 20 emails and they will say i see your life five years from now pay 500 dollars and i'll tell you all that you need to know <laughs> but even people that are actually not trying to scam they um they try to do it legitimately but is this of god so we'll be taking a dive into the Bible to see what God says about this subject. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks and we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. I hope you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. Thank all of you guys for tuning in with us. At this time, we will go into a word of prayer. If you guys are at a place where you can stop, uh, take a moment. Uh, if you can't, then we definitely understand that. Uh, but gracious Lord, thank you for yet another opportunity to study your word. Lord, we thank you for just continuing to bless us time and time again. Lord, you've been so good to us, so gracious, so merciful, so kind, so loving. And so, Lord, we come before you first and foremost to say thank you. Lord, we're asking that you would continue to be with us, be with us in this study tonight, Lord, that your word would go forth, Lord, that you would increase and we would all decrease. Lord, we're asking that uh, you would just continue to show us, continue to reveal to us the truth, Lord. And above anything else, Lord, we're asking that you would touch our hearts, make us acceptive to the truth, help us to want to hear the truth, even when it goes against what it is that we want. Lord, help us to humble ourselves for you. And so, Lord, another thing that we always like to ask is that you would continue to remind us in the midst of the storm that there's a reason to have joy. Help us, Lord, to mean the things that we say uh, and that it would not just be talk. And so, Lord, we're praying these many blessings in your loving name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So we have, uh, I feel it's a pretty good topic, but I always feel that way. Somebody else might not agree. But we're talking about fortune telling. Uh, the topic came up. And so I realized we haven't talked about this on the airways. So I just wanted to kind of look at it to see, is this something that God promotes? Is, is this something that God is a part of that he wants us to partake in? And so we'll move by the grace of God into the book of Deuteronomy. Uh, and let's pick up verse 18 and nine there. We're talking about fortune telling. So 18 and nine, let's see what he says. When thou art coming to the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. Now, <laughs> already God is talking to his children. Now, these things don't apply to everyone. Uh, 
because somebody out there is going to say, man, I don't believe in God. I don't want nothing to do with God. And that's fine. But now to God's children, he tells us, I don't want you to learn everything. I don't want you to learn the abominations that the world is going to be promoting. And there are a lot of things in the world that are an abomination to God. It's blasphemous to God. He dislikes it. He does not enjoy it. There's a lot of things that we partake in because we'll say, man, it's so interesting, though. It's fun. I like it. But that doesn't mean it's fun to God. So let's see what he's talking about here in verse 10. There shall not be found among you anyone. He said, none of you. He said, there shall not be found among you anyone. Not one person needs to do this, says God. All right. That maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire. Sacrifice. You know, they tell me that uh, one of the things that's popular in our world is uh, the Illuminati. And they tell me all the time, you got to sacrifice someone to become a part of it. You find it when you get in gangs, you got to sacrifice. You got to do some foolish thing to become a part of it. God said, I don't want you to learn these things. Because these things continue to pull us away from him. Go ahead, man. Or that uses div divination. Divination. Mm -hmm. Or an observer of times. Go ahead. Or an enchanter. Mm -hmm. Or a witch. Now, I remember I had a friend. <laughs> man said, yeah, my girlfriend is a witch. You know, people are proud of these things. We believe in observing the times. Looking at uh, where the moon is, where the sun is. Uh, we believe in a lot of these things in hopes that it's going to tell us about our future, tell us about our behavior, tell us about how our mood is going to be, tell us about our characteristics. Are you a hard worker? Are you lazy? Uh, you would you would you could date this person based off of what month you were born in. You know, we look for a lot of these things to find some type of answer. And God, he said to his people, he said, none of you should do this. Be a witch, an enchanter. We're doing a lot of these things today. Now, there's a lot of people that say, I'm a child of God. And they find themselves doing these. Using tarot cards. Using the Ouija boards. Trying to communicate with spirits. We say, I, I want to call somebody who's dead. I want to call my great-great-grandfather. There were some things he meant to tell me before he died. He didn't get a chance. We want to do these type of things. But God said there should be none of you. He's pretty plain. None of you should do this. Read the next one for me, man. Or a charmer. Or a consulter with familiar spirits. You know, that's what we're doing all the time. Consulting with a person who's being controlled by these spirits. Now, we don't know what he means by familiar spirits, uh, but throughout this message, I hope it becomes more and more clear. 
but we consult with people on horoscopes based on when we were born based on like I said already based on where the sun is where the moon is the high tide the low tide based on a lot of these things we feel as though they can give us information on what will make us the most happy we consult I was looking at some videos of people doing these same very things and I've seen so many thousands of people consulting with them a man <laughs> we we've heard of palm readings the man was talking about how if you have an M in your hand you can be like Bill Gates or Warren Buffett he said you can be like one of them you can make billions of dollars all because you have the M in your hand <laughs> and I began to read the comments and some of those people said, man, I thank you for this encouragement. Thank you. What did he say? He said, you're hard working if you have the M. You're a hard worker. You don't give up easily. You can be like Bill Gates. What did he say? The devil, the Bible tells us that the devil, he deceived the whole world. He deceived them. You know, that's what happens when we go to a magic show. Or if you see some type of magic skit perform. They're trying to deceive you. I remember, uh, I think his name was David Blaine. I can't remember his name, but I remember it was a famous music, uh, famous magician. And he would <laughs> supposedly be on the streets in the streets of cities and he could just levitate the man didn't even need a car <laughs> he could just fly anywhere but it's all about deceiving you that's all the magic is about I'm going to pull a rabbit out of an empty hat they want to deceive you and so that's what happens when we get involved with the fortune telling the palm reading the, the horoscopes communicating with the dead is nothing but deception and I'll tell you this now some of these people they're doing it because they truly believe it some people truly believe it and there's a lot of people doing it because they're making a lot of money from it because you're not getting a free reading it's going to cost you some money. It'll cost you $30, $40, however much it, it costs. I was watching a video and the man was using tarot cards. I mean, if you want to, <laughs> it's really not a whole lot different uh, than using a deck of playing cards. The same cards we played uh, growing up you play deuce and uh, spades and all other types of games S very similar cards except these cards they come up with uh, different readings for the cards interpretations for the man said yeah I'll tell you your three month reading 
because he wants you to come back after three months <laughs> because he needs to make some more money. It all boils down to gaining something. And we'll look at we'll look at that a little bit later. Uh, but let's read. Let's read verse 11. Or a charmer or a consultor with familiar spirits or a wizard or a necromancer. Mm -hmm. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. He said, look, this is all against God. Now that tells me it's not real because God is against it. He's not for false things. God is for things that are real. Now, I know a lot of times these things may seem real. A lot of these things will seem to be so true. I was talking to one guy and I asked him about it, if he believed in it. He said, no, but he said he tried it when he was young. I said, how'd you feel about it then? He said, it seemed, <laughs> it seemed like a lot of stuff was real. But it was because the things told were so broad. Listening to one lady, she talked about how she said, I believe, I believe all of it. She said, even when they're vague, I apply it to my life in some way, though. See, there's a lot of things we can apply to ourselves. To make us believe it. Even if it's not true. We apply it so we can believe it. Just like the video I was watching, the guy said, look, you're a hard worker. You don't give up easily. Now, how many people could that apply to? It's so vague. I've seen so many videos of prophets and they're preaching and telling how God is going to bless you. And they say, look, I I'm feeling in the spirit. God Almighty, I'm feeling in the spirit that somebody out there sitting in their rocking chair, somebody out there sitting on the couch, your head is hurting you. You know, these are vague things. I can say that right now. Is somebody out there today you didn't feel the best? That's so vague. But because we don't know what to believe, we'll fall for anything because we don't know. So now let's go back up and read this again before we go to the next set of scriptures. Let's go back up to verse 10. There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire mm -hmm. or that uses divination or an observer of times or an enchanter or a witch. He said none of us should do those things. Because it's not true. God wants us to only be involved with things that help us, not deceive us. God doesn't want you deceived. He doesn't want you in bondage. God doesn't want you having false hope in all these things. That's the reason we typically seek out a reading. That's the reason we seek out the tarot cards. The reason we use rocks. Because we're looking for something. 
a lot of times I was listening. I've listened. I sit back and I listen to these people talk. And they talk about how he said, oh, look at this car that I just pulled. Now, he's randomly pulling cars. And the Bible tells me time and a chance happening to them all. He's randomly pulling cars. And he said, I see. I see some attention coming your way. <laughs> I see some attention. Now, how easy is that? For someone to have some attention, you're going to run into somebody. If you walk outside, you'll get some attention. They're saying so many vague things. They say, oh, I see some bad situation going to happen to you. How easy is that? How many of us on a daily day in and day out journey, we come into a situation that we don't we didn't want to happen. You have car trouble. You have stomach trouble. You have relationship trouble. Whatever type of trouble, we run into bad situations. And it's so easy. That's another thing I heard. They said, I see someone in your future. I don't know. I don't know if it's a person at your job. How easy is it? How easy is it to get involved with someone at your job? If you spend 40 hours a week at your job, chances are you're going to end up talking to someone at your job in a romantic matter. How easy is that to say? It's common sense. But we're being deceived by this and God doesn't want us deceived. The devil is out to deceive us. Let's move to another place. Let's move to the book of Leviticus chapter 19. And 31. That's Leviticus 19 and 31. Now I pray that someone out there would accept these words. Someone would allow God to free them of some things that have been holding them back. You don't have to throw your money away going to all of these various places trying to get some type of relief for whatever issue you're having you don't have to throw your money away we can get into the word of God for free you can find out the truth about what the future holds in the scripture see that's that's what the devil desires to do anything that God does he wants to replicate it See, God has the power to tell us what's going to happen in the future. He has that authority. And so the devil says, you know what? I can do it too. Anything you can do, I can do better. But now what the devil is going to tell us, he's going to tell us the answers we want to hear. See, I'm reminded of a king who wanted to go to war. And he talked to all of the prophets that would tell him what he wanted to hear, they all said, look, go up and prosper. You're going to win this battle. But someone else encouraged him and said, look, is that the only people we can find to consult with? So he consulted with another prophet, a true prophet. And this man said, don't do it. 
you'll surely die. You won't make it. The man got upset. See, it's certain answers we want to hear. And so we will seek people who will tell us those answers we want to hear. The Bible talked about it in one place. He said, we'll have itchy ears. We'll have itchy ears running to teachers who will tell us what we want to hear. So now in the book of Leviticus chapter 19 in verse 31, regard not them that have familiar spirits. He said, don't pay these people any mind. Now, this is the word of the Lord. Tony didn't say this. I hope someone doesn't get upset with me. But nevertheless, I have a job to do. He said, don't regard these people with familiar spirits. He's talking about the practicing of witchcraft, the practicing of fortune telling. He said, don't regard it. Don't pay it any attention. I remember I was talking to a guy. <laughs> it's always funny in my mind. Because the man, he told me he was from New Orleans. And so I said, oh, that's where voodoo is popular. He said, yeah, man, that stuff's real. I said, is that right? Hmm. And so he began to tell me this story about a person he knew. He said, yeah, I knew a man. This woman cast a spell on him. Enchantment. Some hocus pocus. She put a spell on him. And he said, every time he would get his check, this man gave all his money to her. I said, man, that, that has nothing to do with voodoo. That has nothing to do with voodoo. Because if so, then I know a lot of men, <laughs> they've been practicing voodoo too. Or they've been, uh, excuse me, they have a spell on them. Because that's just what happens when a man is trying to be with some woman. He'll give all his money to her. He'll spend everything he has to be with her. Things that he didn't even want to buy. <laughs> he finds himself buying it. That's not voodoo. So God said, regard not them that have familiar spirits, all right? Neither seek after wizards to be defiled by them. I am the Lord, your God. He said, don't seek after them because they're doing nothing but ruining you. You're being deceived. He said, I am the Lord. God doesn't want you to be defiled. He doesn't want you deceived. He doesn't want you hurt because we'll spend all our money and still are unfulfilled. We're still unfulfilled. I want to go somewhere else. Let's go to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 47. And let's start at verse 13. Now, this is the reason why I'm trying my very best to turn people away from this because God wants to save you from the outcome. 
from what will happen as long as the devil keeps you deceived you will not make it to the place where you want to go and so this is what God says Isaiah chapter chapter 47 and verse 13 thou art wearied in the multitude of thy counsels we're tired we're tired because of the counseling that we're receiving let's see what he's talking about let now the astrologers the astrologers the astrologers people looking at the times the location of the sun the stars the earth the moons people looking at those locations and now all of a sudden they can tell you who you're supposed to be in a relationship with they can tell you how you feel they can say oh when a full moon is out you're going to feel this way you'll be sad or you'll be the happiest you've ever been because of the full moon and all of a sudden you mark it on your calendar and so when that day comes you say man you know what I am happy because you wanted to believe in it. You really wanted something to believe in. Why not believe in God? So he said, thou art wearied in the multitude of thy counsels. All right. Let now the astrologers, mm -hmm. the stargazers, the monthly prognosticators. He said the monthly prognosticators. That's what the man was talking about. He said, I'm going to tell you your three month reading. Three months. I'll let you know what's going to happen in three months. And after that, come back for the next three. Come back for the next three. It's all a way to make money. The devil is using us. He's manipulating us. All right. Stand up and save thee from these things that shall come upon thee. God's trying to save us. But he said, since you didn't want to listen to me, I want you to go to these people, the people who touched your palms, the people who asked you when your birthday was, what time were you born, what place were you born in? He said, I want you to save yourself, Help get them to save you. Go ahead. Behold, they shall be as stubble. Good for nothing stubble not serving any purpose God is trying to save us from these things he doesn't want us to be fooled he said there'll be a stubble uh -huh. the fire shall burn them mm -hmm. they shall not deliver themselves from the power of the flame mm -hmm. there shall not be a coal to warm at or a fire to sit before it God is trying to save us He's telling us what the end is going to be. Now, you talk about a fortune telling. He's telling us what's going to happen. If we continue on this journey, continue seeking out these things. He said, it'll be burned. I'm reminded of a place in the book of Acts, and we won't get that one, but we'll get a different place where these people recognized where they had been wrong. And so they took all of their books, all the merchandise that they had paid for so that they can practice 
astrology so that they could practice looking at the horoscope, the daily readings. They took it all and burned it. The Bible said they took it all and burned it. They wanted to get rid of it. These people were serious. They wanted to be right with God. They recognized how they had been deceived. It's nothing wrong with recognizing that you were once deceived. I think it's a wise move. That's wisdom. That's growth. To recognize I was off. But now I'm going to get right. Now I'm going to straighten up. Let's pick up something in the book of Acts. And we're moving kind of fast here. But it's just really straightforward. God is directly telling us, don't get involved with it. We found this happened with uh, King Saul. And we might not pick that up. Uh, in the book of Acts chapter 16. Acts 16 and 16. Let's, let's actually go back up to 15. And when she was baptized mm -hmm. in her household, she besought us saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. Now, Paul has just baptized this lady and the people in her house, these people have gotten saved. And now she asks them to stay there with, with them. All right. And it came to pass as we went to prayer, mm -hmm. a, a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination met us. Now, that's the same thing God told us not to get involved with. These spirits of divination, familiar spirits. These spirits are doing nothing but dividing us, dividing us from God. So they were met by this spirit, uh huh, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying, fortune telling. You know, that's all a fortune telling is. It's soothsaying. It sounds good to you. It makes you feel good. They give you some hope. By soothing you, telling you, look, in three months, within three months, this situation is going to be resolved. I see something in your future. I can see it. I can tell it's coming. God told me this. You know, the devil has gotten, well, he's always been that way, but he's so deceptive he'll even use the scripture he'll even tell you he'll even have the fortune teller tell you to go to the word of god use scripture now you know the devil is deceiving it because in the scripture god directly tells us don't even talk to these people he said don't regard them not when it comes to that. Now, I'm not saying don't talk to them as, you know, ignore them. I definitely don't mean that. But he's saying don't regard what they're practicing. Don't regard what they're practicing. Don't get involved with that. Now, if they want to have a conversation with you, you know, that's fine. 
try to encourage them to seek God, the real God, the one true God. But not about getting your future told because they don't know what your future is going to be. They don't know. But they'll make you feel like they know by soothsaying. So he said, we were met. Look at look at what was happening here. There was a damsel. There's a girl. She was possessed with an evil spirit. And it says she brought her masters. Her masters was no. The masters were people she worked for. She brought her boss much gain. She brought him money. By Sue saying, there's a reason when you go to get your fortune told, they're going to soothe you. You're going to leave there saying, wow, that was magical. And your pocketbook, <laughs> you're going to get a little lighter. And they'll tell you, make sure you come back. Because I got something else I really wanted to tell you. I just couldn't quite see it this time. But I know when you come back, I'll be able to see it a little clearer. <laughs> Sue saying. So Paul said we were met by someone who was a fortune teller, who used the tarot cards, who used the rocks and the stones, who used the horoscopes. We were met by a person that did that. And she made a big profit too. For the people she worked for, she made a big profit, much gain. All right. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which show us unto the way of salvation. Now, she was mocking them. It was a true thing that she said, but she grieved Paul. Read the next one, ma'am. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit. Now, Paul, he didn't want to see this woman suffering with this spirit. That's all going on. It's a spirit that's enticing us to do this. It's nothing but a spirit. He didn't want to see this woman affected by the spirit, and he didn't want to see those people affected by the spirit. Paul didn't want to see it. And I don't want to see it. I don't want to see God's people suffer because there are a lot of people who just truly don't know. People are looking for answers. God doesn't want you deceived, though. He doesn't want you to be deceived. All right. I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. Mm -hmm. And he came out the same hour. Paul freed this woman. Of the spirit that was using her. It's the devil. Using people to do this. Now this is what. Is in the scripture. I didn't come up with this. This is what's in the word of God. The same word. That a lot of people. Who are. Practicing these things. They're saying. Oh how I love God. He said well if you love me. Keep my commandments. Turn away from this. God will still accept you. He's just saying, leave it alone. Because you're allowing the devil to fool you. 
You're allowing Satan to trick you. So Paul, he was hurt by this, seeing this woman in this condition, seeing people being manipulated, believing in this. And so he turned to the spirit and cast the spirit out of her. All right. And he came out the same hour. Mm -hmm. And when her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone. See, when people start losing money, <laughs> when people start losing money, that's where the fight comes in. When people start losing money, they don't care about whose soul they were saving, who they were helping. They didn't care about that. It said, and when her masters, her bosses, the people who were benefiting from her saw that the hope of their gains, they were making a profit. And they saw it was gone. They saw the money slip right away. You know, money will make you do a lot of things. Money will do it. I'm reminded of in another place in the book of Acts. I believe it's the 8th chapter of Acts. The man told Philip, he said, look. Or no, excuse me. They told Peter that. They said, look, I want this same power. I want to be able to sell the Holy Ghost. We try to, everything in life, we try to find a way to make money from it. Make a game. He said he's willing to pay for it. And so now here, once again, we find money. The Bible tells us the love of money is the root of all evil. People are making money off of this. That's what's happening at these fortune tellings. It's money. You know, we have so much literature. I was listening to this lady talk about how she was getting more and more into astrology. And she said, yeah, I recently read this book. I guarantee she paid for that book. People are making money off of this. Making a lot of money. So. Paul has now freed this woman and she is no longer. Practicing witchcraft. She's no longer practicing the soothsaying, telling people what they want to hear. Because if you tell people what they want to hear, oh, you can make some money. If you make it sound good, if you can add a little ring to it, put a bow on it, people will give you money. Even if they never see results. Just like I, I brought up earlier about the man, he said, if you have the M in your hand, you can be like Warren Buffett. You can be like Bill Gates. You can make billions of dollars. <laughs> and somebody on there said, I'm not rich yet, <laughs> but it's on the way. All because of this M that's in your hand it has nothing to do with it. I haven't seen yet. Anyone at my job said, Tony, I, I, man, there's something I really want to know. Let me pull you to the side for a minute. 
let me examine your hands because I really want to see if you got an M in there. Because if you do, man, you can get a raise. <laughs> it's not about that. Has anyone at your job pulled you aside and looked for that? When you were applying, did they ask for this? Did they say, I need to know what's your sign? Because only people who are uh, born uh, in the month of March around the 24th, you're in Aquarius or you're in Aries. Only those type of people work well here. They don't do that. They don't do that. Because these are just some things the devil has designed to fool us into thinking you can pick your partner based off of their birthday. That's not what it's about. Because if you really want to get into when you were born, God tells us, just be born again, born into Christ. And then you'll find someone who you'll be compatible with. Why? Because y'all have the same goal, to both be saved. That's what really determines it. It doesn't matter if you're born in December and them in October. It doesn't matter. It's all about, are you working toward serving God? If both of you guys have that same mission, you'll be fine. Because whatever issues come up, you're willing to work through it. So, let's uh, read verse 19 again. And when her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone, mm -hmm. they called Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers. Now, they got upset because their money was cut off. They said, man, these people came in town and they're ruining our profit. Ruining our profit. All because they helped this lady become free. They showed this woman, hey, what you've been teaching, what you've been telling people, that's not, that's not true. It's not true. And she believed them. And now the one she worked for, they're upset. They're no longer selling decks of these cars. You got one deck, and now you need another deck because this deck has more cars so you can get more readings. This deck is better. And the cars aren't going to be enough, so now you have to get these expensive stones. The same stones you've been walking on every time you go outside your house. But somebody's going to sell them to you. The devil is doing this to deceive us. So they recognize their money has been cut off. And so now they apprehended Paul and Silas, all right? And brought them to the magistrates, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble our city. Now, <laughs> they said these men are troubling us. They're troubling us. 
But now Paul and Silas didn't actually do anything to them. They just freed this woman. Had nothing to do with them until it affected their money. So they said they're troubling us. All right. And teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. They said, look, they're teaching lies. They're saying that what we've been doing, it isn't true. It's not real. See, God was trying to free them, but somebody would not accept it. But Paul, now this is the same one who wrote majority of the scripture that we read. So I know somebody out there is still not going to believe this. But this is what Paul believed. This is what he taught. He taught that it's not true. He taught that this has absolutely nothing to do with God. And we've looked at multiple places and there's more that we could look at. But it'll really just continue to be beating a dead horse. There's so many other places we can look at to see that God is not for this. God doesn't want us getting involved with it. He said, don't regard it. Not what they're teaching. So you don't have to worry about the daily horoscope. He said, don't get involved with trying to contact these spirits, contacting dead people. We got all kinds of machines now. <laughs> you can buy you one. Machines to make contact with these spirits. Now, how hard is it to get the machine to say something back? How hard is that? You can get your phone to say something back. You say, hey, Siri, your phone responds. And so now they put a voice on the machine and you say, oh, that was a spirit. The devil is just deceiving us. And it's all to make a profit. Somebody out there is making a lot of money off of this, off of these things. But now you don't have to be one of those people who are spending your money on it. You can save your money, spend it on something else. So that's where we are tonight. So we just briefly looked into the topic of fortune tellers, palm readers, astrologers, people looking at the times, looking at the position of the sun, looking at if it's a full moon. They said, this is why you've been feeling off. You're not aligned properly because of the alignment of the stars. People are deceiving us. So I pray and I hope that we would not fall for it. But I know somebody out there still is going to because it just sounds so interesting. You know, the Bible Let's get one other thing. I believe it's in the book of Thessalonians. 
second Thessalonians, I believe. Give me one second. Yeah, Second Thessalonians chapter two. Let's pick up. Let's start at verse nine. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. See, the devil is he's showing us lying wonders because a lot of times when we get involved with these different things, we're amazed. We say, wow, man, they sure were. It seemed like they were directly talking about me. When I look deeply into this, man, they're saying a lot of stuff. And it directly, it seems just like me, who I am. It's nothing but a lying wonder. It's, it's a wonder, though. It's amazing to us. Go ahead, man. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness and them that perish. It's doing nothing but deceiving us. It's unrighteous because God said this is not right to do. He says, stay away from it. Don't regard it. It's unrighteousness. It's not right. Somebody's going to say, well, man, what's wrong with it? They're just looking at my hands. What, what's wrong with it? I'm just looking at my birthday and it's just telling me who I'm most likely to be compatible with. I'm just going to look at this social website and I'm going to find people with the birthday that they told me. And I'm going to just say, you know, hey, how you doing? What's wrong with that? I mean, this is a person that I could be with. How can you stop me from being with them? It's nothing but a lying wonder. Is unrighteousness. God is trying to save us. Go ahead. Because they receive not the love of the truth. We would not believe this. We won't believe the truth. Because it hurts us. You know, it hurts to let something go. That you really wanted to believe in. It hurts to let it go. Even if it might not be true. We say, well... That's just what I want. It hurts. But we would not receive God's word. His word is true. And his word is nothing but love. It's out of love right now that we're sitting here on this live stream. This is out of love. Not to make fun of someone. Not to belittle someone. We've all been deceived before. Regardless of what it was that each of us have been deceived by, we've all been deceived <clears throat> at one point or another. We've all been deceived. So none of us are better than the next. None of us can point a finger and laugh because we've all been there. So it's up to us to receive this, though. Receive this message. Because it's true. All right. That they might be saved. Mm -hmm. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion. He said, for this reason, because they would not believe what I tried telling them, God is going to send a strong delusion, something that looks so real. We say, man, I don't care what you say. Voodoo's real. Fortune telling is real. 
my horoscope, I know it was right. It told me how I was going to feel. And I felt that way. I know it's real. The Bible tells us God is going to send a delusion. Strong delusion. Not a weak delusion. Not a watered down delusion. Strong. It's going to appear and seem as if it's so real. But now he told us in his word, he said, don't get involved with this. He said, it's all going to be burned. Don't get involved. With these spirits. He said, don't get involved with it. Don't play with this. He said, when you come into the world in these nations. He said, don't learn it. We have people learning these things. Girl was talking. She said she was reading books on it, learning it, getting deeper and deeper into it and getting further and further away from the truth. So God said, don't learn it. Don't even spend your time learning it. Because God is going to send a strong delusion. All right. <clears throat> that they should believe a lie. That they, not us, that they, people who wouldn't receive this, some people are going to believe a lie. And there's nothing we can do to tell them it's not true. They're not going to hear it. That's the sad truth. Somebody's not going to listen. Somebody's going to say, boy, you don't know what you're talking about. You just don't know. But God is going to send this delusion. All right. That they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure and unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you. There's people that have pleasure in it because somebody's making a profit. That's pleasurable. You know, it's pleasurable when you make money. It's pleasurable when you hear what you want to be told. It's soothing. Go ahead, Mel. Brethren, beloved of the Lord, mm -hmm. because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. God has chosen us, though. We don't have to be victim to this. Even if you were before, you don't have to continue to fall for this. God has chosen you. He's chosen you. So that you could believe in the truth. God doesn't want you to believe in a lie. These things are doing nothing but deceiving us, lying to us. God wants you to believe in the truth. So I thank you guys for tuning in. As always, uh, just hearing what thus saith the Lord. Um, I hope this has been plain enough so that we would know these things are hurting us, taking our money. These things are unrighteous in the eyes of God. Tony didn't come up with this. This is what God said. And he's trying to help us. He's not trying to hurt us. He's not trying to embarrass us. He's trying to help us. So I hope that we would take heed to what he's telling us. <clears throat> because we can free ourselves of the bondage. If we take heed.
Only if though. If we get upset. If we rebel. Then God is going to allow us to believe in this. He's going to allow us. To continue on the same way we've been going. So at this time. As I said, I thank you guys for tuning in. At this time, I'll turn it back over into the hands of Melvin. Uh, and he can wrap us up and give, you know, whatever it is that God's put on his heart. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Well, uh, I see we have a few comments. Uh, Sister Rose, praise the Lord. Um, Roderick says, amen. Uh, Sister Betty, praise the Lord. Uh, Larry, Wanda, amen. Um, praise God for the word of God, Larry Wanda says. And LaVon, um, they said, I tuned in late. What was that Saul consulted talk more about those events was he actually speaking with Samuel okay yeah we can definitely look at that uh, I believe it's in the book of 2nd Samuel let me find it real quick and also Naomi Short says amen thank you for tuning in First Samuel, it's not Second Samuel. First Samuel twenty-eight. And let's start. Let's start at verse five here. So now what we have and what was the question? Read that question again for me. What was that Saul consulted? And was he actually speaking with Samuel? Oh yeah. So Saul he consulted a fortune teller, someone who <laughs> said that they could communicate with spirits, communicate with dead people, someone who said they could tell the future. Fortune teller. That's all, the same things we've been talking about tonight. That's who Saul consulted. And so we'll pick that up because I want to make sure we understand exactly what happens in this story. I'm glad you asked about it. I wasn't going to get it tonight, but nevertheless, we'll look at it. So 1 Samuel 28, let's pick up verse 5. And when Saul saw the host of the Philistines, he was afraid. Now the Philistines, we know Goliath, he was of the Philistines. So now... Saul, being the king of Israel, the first king of Israel, he's afraid of the Philistines. Go ahead. He was afraid, and his heart greatly trembled. Trembled because of his enemy. God was afraid. Excuse me. Saul was afraid. <laughs> Go ahead. And when Saul inquired of the Lord. Now, he called on God. You know, when we're afraid, that's who we're going to call. We're going to call on God. Go ahead. The Lord answered him not, neither by dreams, nor by Urim, nor by prophets. Now, he couldn't get in touch with God. And the reason why was because he had messed up. Saul had disobeyed God. And so now God told us in one place, he said, look. In the time of your calamity, I'm not going to be there. This is where Saul found himself. He's in a bad place with God. 
So he had to pay the consequences. So now he has seeked prophets. He couldn't get an answer from God. Go ahead. Then said Saul unto his servants, mm -hmm. Seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit. He says, Seek me one of those women that's a soothsayer. Somebody who can help me. He was looking for something. See, God had already told him, look, don't have anything to do with these people. And now I'll tell you this one other thing. And by no means am I saying it's only women. But now there's a lot of women that get involved with this. I'm not saying it's only women. I know there's some men. I seen a guy talking about it earlier. But now it's a lot of women that get involved with this. So he says, seek me a woman that hath a familiar spirit, a soothsayer, fortune teller, someone who says they have certain abilities. Go ahead, ma'am. That I may go to her and inquire of her. Mm -hmm. And his servant said to him, behold. There is a woman that hath a familiar spirit at Endor. They said, we know where a woman's at. We know where somebody's at that can help us. But now, let's see what happens here. And Saul disguised himself and put on other raiment. And he went and two men with him. And they came to the woman by night. Now, he did this for a reason. I hope you're listening. He, he did this for a reason. Because he's the same person. That put all of these women out and the men practicing. He put all of them out because God had told him to. Because God knows and does not believe in these people. God doesn't believe in it. He said, don't regard them. Not what they're practicing. Don't regard that. So. Saul becomes so desperate. He can't get an answer from God. You know, a lot of times when we can't get what we want from God, we start seeking to get that answer in all the places God told us not to go. We start searching in those places because we want it bad. So we're willing to go against what God said to find what it is that we're looking for. All right. And he said, I pray thee, divine unto me by the familiar spirit. He said, use your abilities. Look into the crystal ball. He said, use your powers. Uh-huh. And bring me him up whom I shall name unto thee. He said, I want you to bring somebody back to life for me. I want, I want you to do that for me. Bring somebody back to life. Go ahead. And the woman said unto him, behold. Thou knowest what Saul hath done. Now she's talking to Saul. He's the king. She's talking to Saul. She said, hold on. Do you know what Saul did? Uh-huh. Now he hath cut off those that have familiar spirits mm -hmm. and the wizards out of the land. Now isn't this what God said in the book of Leviticus, in the book of Deuteronomy, in the book of Isaiah? I don't think we got that tonight. But God said, look, Get rid of this in the land. He said, I don't want you getting involved with this. Don't learn it. Remove those soothsayers. Remove it out of the land. 
because I don't want my people falling for this. So Saul has disguised himself and now he's seeking the very one that he put out. But he's desperate now. He can't get through and get an answer that he wants. So now he's seeking this woman whom he had already put out. So he says, I want you to bring back someone who I told you, who I'll tell you, excuse me. And she said, don't you know what Saul did, though? He's cut off everybody practicing using these spirit wizards. People practicing witchcraft, voodoo, enchantments, casting spells. He's gotten rid of it. Go ahead. Wherefore then layest thou a snare for my life to cause me to die? She said, why are you trying to get me in trouble? You want me to get killed? I know why she was saying all of this. Now, for one, she's right. She would have been killed. But also, she didn't have the power. <clears throat> she didn't have the power to bring anyone back to life. Because if she did now, answer me this question. Wouldn't she just bring herself back to life? <laughs> if they cut off her life and kill her, she could just bring herself back. What would she have to worry about? I know that's what I would do. If I had the power to bring people back at my own accord, whenever I felt like it, you better believe if somebody killed me, I'm going to use that same power on myself. So, she said, are you trying to cause me to die? Go ahead. And so I swear to her by the Lord. Saying, as the Lord liveth, there shall no punishment happen to thee for this thing. He said, as long as God lives, nothing is going to happen to you. All right. Then said the woman, whom shall I bring up unto thee? She said, well, who do you want me to bring back? Mm-hmm. And he said, bring me up Samuel. He said, bring me up the prophet. That's who Samuel was. He was a prophet, powerful prophet. God use Samuel all the days of his life. Go ahead. And when the woman saw Samuel <laughs> now <laughs> she said, who do you want me to bring up? And then she saw him. When she saw Samuel uh -huh, she cried with a loud voice. She cried with a loud voice. Mm -hmm. And the woman spake to Saul saying, why hast thou deceived me? Mm -hmm. For thou art Saul. She said, why did you trick me? But I want to get to some before I deal with that. Go to verse 13. And the king said unto her, mm -hmm. be not afraid. For what Saul is thou? Now she sees Samuel. She cried with a loud voice. The king says, look, calm down. Hold on. What are you afraid of? She was afraid because she seen someone who was dead. That's what she was afraid of. So now, if she did this on her own, what was she afraid of? It should have been something normal. Now, if I had the power to bring people back from the dead, and I did this time and time again, this is nothing new to me. I don't have to jump. I'm expecting the person who never seen this before. 
they should be afraid. When you're new to something, you're afraid of it. If you've seen it thousands of times, you're not afraid. I was talking to a man. He told me the first time he drove an 18-wheeler by himself. He said, they turned me loose. They let me drive it by myself. Man said I had to open the door so I could vomit. Man was afraid. He was new to it. But now he did it today with no problem because he's seen it time and time again. He had no reason to be afraid now. You're only afraid when it's something new. So, King Saul told her, he said, I want you to bring somebody back. Bring back Samuel, the prophet. And then she sees him. He appears from the dead. And she cried with a loud voice. And she was afraid. And Saul had to calm her down and said, what are you afraid of? Tell me what you seen. Why are you so scared? She said, why have you deceived me? She said, I know who you are. You tricked me. You have tricked me. Read verse 14. And he said unto her, what form is he of? Oh, go back to 13. Go back to 13. And the king said unto her, Be not afraid, for what sawest thou? He wants to know, what did you see that's got you so troubled? Now, if she did this before, I know for a fact she wouldn't be scared. She would not be afraid. Because this is a routine for her. This is her job. It's because she hadn't did this before. Go ahead, man. And the woman said unto Saul, I saw gods ascending out of the earth. Mm -hmm. And he said unto her, what form is he of? She said, I seen somebody. He said, well, tell me what form is he of? What does he look like? Uh-huh. And she said, an old man cometh up. Old man. Old man came up. Mm-hmm. And he is covered with a mantle. Samuel, go ahead. And Saul perceived that it was Samuel. He recognized it was Samuel, the one he asked for. Go ahead. And he stooped with his face to the ground and bowed himself. Mm -hmm. And Samuel said to Saul, why hast thou disquieted me to bring me up? He said, why are you bothering me? Samuel, now this is the prophet. The prophet said, why are you bothering me? Uh huh. And Saul answered, I am sore distressed, for the Philistines may war against me. And God has departed from me and answereth me no more, mm -hmm. neither by prophets nor by dreams. Therefore, I have called thee that thou mayest make known unto me what I shall do. He said, look, I am so I'm in trouble. My enemy is coming against me. I don't know which way to turn. I seek the prophets. I looked over here. I looked over there. God hasn't answered me. And so I had to seek you through this woman, an enchanter. I had to come through you, come and try to find you through this woman. But now, neither one of them knew that God would actually bring him back. See, God brought him back. She didn't have the power to bring him from the dead. God did this. 
See, if we're not careful, God, there's some things we're seeking. And if you want them so bad, God will let some of these things come to pass. You still aren't going to get the answer that you were hoping, though. But God will do certain things to show us he's God. See, they scared this woman to death. And now we'll get to something else. Let's keep reading here. Then said Samuel, wherefore then dost thou ask of me, seeing the Lord is departed from thee and has become thine enemy? He said, if God is against you, what do you think I'm going to do? See, God is against him. That's why he couldn't get the answer he was looking for, because he was on the wrong side. But now God allowed this to happen because Samuel was the only one that this man was going to listen to. He was going to listen to what Samuel said. He said, look, God, isn't, he, he's not with you. What do you expect me to do? Go ahead. And the Lord had done to him as he spake by me. For the Lord hath rent the kingdom out of thine hand and given it to thy neighbor, even to David. He said, God, he's on David's side. God has given the kingdom to David. Go ahead. Because thou obeyest not the voice of the Lord, nor executest his fierce wrath upon Amalek, Therefore hath the Lord done this thing unto thee this day. See, it's about obeying God. And Saul did not obey God. Even by calling this woman of familiar spirits, he wasn't obeying God. He didn't obey God. God, God was the one who said, don't do this. He said, don't regard them. Don't get involved with this practice. But he did it anyways. And so God allowed him to reach Saul, excuse me, Samuel. He allowed him to reach him. But Samuel wasn't going to bring him the answers that he hoped. He wouldn't do it. So now I want to drop down and get the conclusion of this. Drop down to verse 20. Then Saul fell straightway all along on the earth and was sore afraid because of the words of Samuel. He still... See, after all that, he's still not satisfied because of the words. He received bad news. See, we're seeking fortune tellers and people of that nature, seeking tarot cards. We're seeking all these things, the horoscope. We're seeking that because we want some good news. That's what we're seeking. But he didn't get it. There was nothing soothing about it. Go ahead. And there was no strength in him. Mm -hmm. For he had eaten no bread all the day, nor all the night. He didn't eat anything. He was hungry. All right. And the woman came unto Saul, and saw that he was sore troubled, and said unto him, Behold, mine handmaid hath obeyed thy voice. Now, this is very interesting. She said, I want you to notice something. She said, behold, I've obeyed what you told me. I did what you told me. Uh-huh. And I have put my life in my hand. I've, yes, I have put my life in my hand and have hearkened unto thy words which thou spakest unto me. She said, I only did what you told me. 
she's trying to clear herself because she doesn't want her life to be taken. She just watched this man receive bad news. And she had no idea that Samuel actually would come back to life. So now she's trying to save her own life. She said, I want you to know what happened now that that didn't have nothing to do with me. That wasn't me. I didn't make him say that. I didn't I didn't know that was going to happen. She said, I only did what you told me. Go ahead. Now, therefore, I pray thee, hearken thou also unto the voice of thine handmaid, and let me set a morsel of bread before thee, and eat, that thou mayest have strength when thou goest on thy way. She said, I want to do this for you. I'm going to make you some food. Now, what's different about this time, usually when we go to these people, we have to pay them. But she said, look, I want to do something for you, though. <laughs> she trying not to die. She doesn't want to be killed. Because she knows she didn't have nothing to do with what just happened. She knows that. He told her, he said, I want you to call up Samuel. And she turned and seen him. She seen him. And she was afraid. Because she knew she had nothing to do with it. He said, tell me what you see. You, you don't have to be so scared. He should have, if he knew what was coming, he would have said, man, look, don't even tell me about it. I'm going back home. I don't even want to hear what he has to say. I don't want to know what you see. But he had no clue and she had no clue. So, yes. Saul did actually talk to Samuel. But now. This woman, she didn't have nothing to do with it. God did that. God did that. She had no power to bring him back. God did it because God was trying to show Saul and he's showing us. We got to obey what he tells us. See, that's what got Saul into this trouble. He didn't listen to what God told him. That's exactly what Samuel said. He said, because you obeyed not the voice of God. You didn't listen to what God said. You didn't listen. He didn't listen when God told him about the Amalekites. And he didn't listen when he went and called back the very persons that God told him to put out. He went and called them back again. He said, I need your help now. Disguised himself by night. He said, I need you to help me to do something. He didn't know where else to turn. He didn't know where else to turn. And so even again, this man is disobeying God. We read in Leviticus. We read in Deuteronomy. God said, don't get involved with people practicing uh, familiar spirits, spirits of divination, wizards, witchcraft, enchantments, astrologers, people observing the times. People observing the moons. He said, don't get involved with that. But yet again, Saul finds himself disobeying God. The same thing that got him in this trouble. He does it again. Isn't that us? 
the very things that get us in trouble. We do it again. The dog is turned to his own vomit again. Same things that get us in trouble. We have, well, I hope this was clear uh, to see. The thing that we should take from this is we have to just obey God. Because he'll allow some things to happen that'll scare us to death. You start playing with these, <laughs> with all these spirits and uh, trying to get in contact with dead people. You start playing with it if you want to. Playing with different spells and this and that. He'll let some stuff happen. And you sure enough are going to be scared. He'll let something happen because he warned you in the first place. He said, fine, I'll let something happen to you. You sure enough are going to think. <laughs> You're going to think. You're going to think it's a ghost chasing you. <laughs> strong delusion. He'll send a strong delusion so you can believe a lie. So that's where we are. Well, we actually have another comment from LeVon. Uh, they said, gotcha. Also talk about Paul casting the spirit out of the woman working for men to tell fortunes. Acts 19. In the book of Acts, the 19th chapter. <clears throat> oh, no, that's the one we already looked at. Yeah, that's the one that we looked at in Acts 16. Yeah, we, we talked about that one a little bit earlier tonight. <clears throat> I know you said you had got in late, um, but in Acts the 16th chapter, we'll read that again, Acts 16 and 16. And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel, possessed with the spirit of divination, met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High God, which, mm -hmm. show, us unto, which show unto us the way of salvation. Mm -hmm. And this did she many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. Mm -hmm. And he came out the same hour. So, as we discussed earlier, we find even Paul being confronted with people using fortune telling. I don't know if she was using cards. I don't know exactly how she was doing it. I don't know if she had the crystal ball. I know we've seen, probably seen that before. I don't know what she was using. I don't know if she was just looking at their hands. But nevertheless, she was doing these things and it was contrary to God. So Paul, he was bothered by it. He didn't want to see those people hurt. Her and those people she was affecting. So he cast the spirit out of her, spirit of divination, familiar spirit, the same spirit that was using the woman that Saul seeked. Go ahead. And when her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they called Paul and Silas. See, when people find out their money 
has stopped there's a problem so they got upset with Paul and Silas because this woman she was no longer making them money it's about money the love of money is the root of all evil it's about money so this is where we are it's happened time and time again throughout the scriptures that we read people were affected by fortune telling soothsaying it sounds so good to us soothing soothsaying so uh, I hope these things uh, help was there anything else we have Melvin uh, they said there is a famous gay rapper promoting Satan's shoes and hell videos. This man has sold out of shoes. Yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, peculiar things going on in the world that we live in. But, you know, God tells us the world is going to continue and continue to get worse. Dangerous times are headed our way. But as long as we stay on the right side, God is going to protect us. He's going to show us what things are true and what things are fake. So we won't have anything to worry about. We won't be deceived if we stay on the right side. If we accept what God tells us. Is there anything else, Melvin? Not as of yet. Alright, well, if there's any more comments or questions, always feel free uh, to give them to us. Um, but at this time, I do want to give Melvin an opportunity to say something, uh, if he oh, had anything. We could have kept going as long as we <laughs> had questions. Um, so, if you guys have any questions, um, you're always encouraged to ask because um, they're not just for you. They could be for me, too, or anybody else listening now or 10 20 years on down the line because the word of god stays the same but um something that tony mentioned earlier and i can even remember experiencing this myself is um all of these fortune telling um yeah the fortune tellings the uh, horoscopes talking about zodiac signs they use something that's general that relates to basically everybody i remember somebody telling me for the first time the first time they asked me what When's your birthday? And I, I told them, and they say, "Oh, you're a Pisces." Uh, I didn't even know. Then they said, "Hey, look, this is what um, your hor horoscope says." And I was like, "Okay, cool, cool." <laughs> and then I was reading some of the other ones, like um, I don't even know all the songs, um, like Gemini or or <laughs> I don't even remember the other ones, but Sagittarius, I think. <laughs> yeah, and Aquarius. I'm probably saying that wrong, but. I could find something that related to my character from just about all 12 of them. There are 12 of them, right? But in of the other ones. And so that's how they would trick people because they would get people all excited and they'd say, oh, that's me right there. They got to be telling the truth. That hit me to the T. I see it all the time when I used to get on Facebook a lot. I haven't been on there a lot recently, but um, people say um, Gemini's or Nobody messing with Gemini's. We better than Pisces. Better than Sagittarius. Oh, it's Sagittarius season coming up. And and we actually do believe these things. I remember um I was in twelfth grade English 
and our teacher introduced us to something called numerology, which, you know, me being in the, the state I was back then thought it was fascinating. <laughs> um, I think there was numbers one through 12 and how you do it is you would take your name, your full name, first, middle, last, and if you had a suffix, and each letter will get a number, one through 26, you know, A through Z. And what you would do is add all of those numbers up and then divide it by your birthday or, or something like that. I don't remember, it was a while ago. And then whatever number you got was supposed to tell you what type of person you are. Now I know she wasn't trying to trick us or get us out of our money or anything. I know she was just, you know, doing this as a cool experiment. It was like interesting to look into, but people actually do fall for these things and lose out on their life's savings and, or much more. Um, and as Tony mentioned, it's just the love of money. Now, there is one place in the book of Ecclesiastes, I believe, and it says money is the answer to all things. But what we do is we, we take it too far. We do anything to get money, whether it be scamming, telling people lies, anything like that. And even preachers, because we, we definitely have to be careful who we listen to. Um, There was a preacher, and I believe Tony was the one who told me this, saying that he said, I feel in the spirit that somebody's going to get 5000 somebody's going to give 1000 I think we talked about it last night. And the man said, I couldn't do it. And then the preacher said, well, you can give installments of 333 because it's, it's all about the money. And then they turn around and tell you to trust God. They say, you pay me $15 a month. God's going to bless you in 30 days. And if that blessing doesn't happen, it's just because you didn't believe enough. So send it again and we can try this again. Well, why aren't they trusting God? And it all boils down to the, the pastor. They're supposed to be taken care. It's like the shepherd. The shepherd takes care of the sheep. But in today's day and age, we see that completely opposite. You know, the pastor has the big mansion, the, the gated community. And then people in the audience are going broke, going hungry, don't know where they're going to pay, when they're going to pay the next bill. These should be things that you go to the church for. So we definitely have to be weary of who we listen to because the person to make it sound so good they'll come up with this motivating speech you're a, you're a conqueror you're motivated and don't get me wrong there's nothing wrong with being motivated but how is that actually helping me get to heaven how is that teaching me what these scriptures are actually talking about that's how i'm going to get to heaven not on hopes of God's going to give me a big house in 30 days if I pay this preacher. Oh, no, that's not it. Since we want to go to somebody to say what we have to do, go to God. Go to the man of God. Because that's who should be ordering our steps. So that's all I have to say on that. I do pray that you guys got something out of the message because that's our goal not just to get on here and speak hot air actual meaning behind these messages is what we strive to give but um as the weekly reminder i like to give you guys 
do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's always a good topic. Um, I feel like everybody learns something every time and applies it to their lives, as we all should be trying to do. When we hear the true messages of God, we should try to apply it to our lives in each way, each and every single way, because that's how we're going to make it. I know times get tough, but those who endure to the end shall be saved. And for our podcast listeners, um, a new announcement, we are now on Pandora. They recently started doing podcasts and there was a, a long wait because each podcast had to be handpicked, they said. So after the lengthy process, we're finally available on there. So if that is your list, that app is your listening choice, then we are finally on there. So I see we don't have any more um, um, any more comments. Well, LeVon says, thanks, guys. You have reinforced my beliefs. Well, I'm so glad that you got something out of it. And whoever may listen or watch the video, because these are pre these are recorded. You can go back and watch them anytime you want. They're on every major podcast platform. Go back and listen and listen to those as well. That's our only goal. Even if only one person gets saved from this, to say the angels in heaven will rejoice. If one person. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for your questions. And we also encourage each and every single one of you to ask questions because we do indeed love the interaction. But if that be all, as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. One more time. Count it all joy. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So I pray that we all not only say that, but actually believe that. Because we all say a lot of things, but do we actually believe it? So I pray that you all have a blessed and safe weekend. And through the grace of God, if he says the same, then we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. Thank you guys again and be blessed. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always.